Life was bitter to the core There was nothing to live for Until love came My name is Harold J. Perkins And at the age of 17 I was selling drugs And on my way to an early grave While sitting in my house with about 10 guys God gave me an out-of-body experience And I was lifted above the room I could see everything moving in slow motion After that I got up and put those guys out And I cried out to Jesus Christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, I'm excited about getting into this episode. What if I told you that you were to reign in life as a king? Me telling you that is one thing. But what if God told you that and you know that he can't lie? Well, on this episode, you will see that God has told you, the believer in Christ, that you are to reign in life as a king. And also he tells you how you are to reign. Can you picture a king as being poor? Can you picture being overcome by sickness as reigning in life? Can you picture a king without authority to get things done in his kingdom? Of course not. But religion has sold this to believers in Christ because they don't know what's written in their constitution, which is the Bible. And if you don't know, how can you enforce your authority as a king? A king reigns with words, with his voice. What he says becomes law. What if the same thing applies to you? Could God have made you that powerful and you don't know it? If you believe in Jesus Christ, I'm going to show you on this episode that you have been made this powerful by God. And the responsibility for releasing this power is on you. God has put everything in place for you to take your place in the world as a king, a king who dominates in your area of gifting, not over people, but over the enemy, Satan, who is out to destroy your life and stop you from being successful. But if you know what's available to you, you will walk on his head while rising higher and higher in life. All right, let's get started. I'm going to start in Romans chapter five, verse 17. Here's what it says. For if by one man's offense, death reign by one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life by one and through one, Jesus Christ. What this is talking about is the one man, Adam, plunged the whole world into sin and death. Jesus Christ came, and now it says here that we have received, first of all, there's two things that God identifies here. Number one is the abundance of grace, and number two, the gift of righteousness. Now, I'm going to cover both, but I'll start with the gift of righteousness. Notice that it's a gift. You do nothing to earn a gift. God gave you this gift. Let's see how powerful this gift is. I'm in Hebrews chapter one, verse eight. Here's what it says. But to the son, talking about Jesus, he said, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Now, notice it says that a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. A scepter represents a king's authority. Kings of old had a scepter in their hand indicating that they were in authority. 
When God gave you the gift of righteousness, which we just read is the scepter in the kingdom of God, he put you in authority on earth. You release the authority that he has given to you as a gift with words out of your mouth. When you believe the authority you have and speak words out of your mouth in line with what God has already made available to you, heaven goes to work to bring it to pass in your life. And all the powers of hell cannot stop it from coming to pass. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16, verses 15 through 19. Here's what it says. This is Jesus talking. He, it says, Jesus said unto them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you, Peter, on this rock will I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom and whatsoever you shall bind on the earth will be bound in heaven and whatsoever you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, religion has said that this rock that he's talking about, Peter, the word that means a rock, that that's what Jesus was going to build his church on. Wrong. Jesus is not going to build his church on a man. Jesus is the foundation. What Jesus was talking about here is that the, the foundation is, see, Peter received revelation from God who Jesus was. Jesus was saying it's through revelation, it's, to, it's through getting the truth revealed to you that the gates of hell will not be able to prevail. See, when you understand the truth of what God has really done, then the gates of hell will not prevail. And he says here, I give you the kingdom. Now, I want you to notice something here. You see here, he said that what you bind on the earth, it will be bound in heaven. Heaven is waiting for you to use the authority that you have been given when you receive the gift of righteousness. God has empowered you to release his power with words that you believe in your heart. That's the revelation that you've got to get. When you understand and have the revelational knowledge of what really has happened, and that's what happens when you begin to meditate and read the word, God will begin to reveal secrets and truths unto you. But how can you believe and speak what you don't know? This is why you have to get to know what is written in the Constitution, which again is the Bible. We have been empowered in a way that most believers have no idea what's been given to them. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 54, verses 16 and 17. Here's what it says. Behold, I have created, this is talking about God creating Satan. Listen to what it says. Behold, I have created the blacksmith who blots the coals in the fire. He's talking about Satan, who brings forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the spoiler to destroy. God is saying that I created the devil. And, and I'm going to destroy him at some point. Now, listen to verse 17. He's talking to us here. He's saying, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. Notice he says that their righteousness is of me. See, Jesus Christ has made us righteous. When you accepted Christ, you got the gift of righteousness. And he says, now you have the responsibility of condemning the voice. Okay. Notice again, it says our righteousness is of God. And because he gave us this gift of righteousness, we have to condemn the voice. Poverty 
is a voice. Sickness is a voice. Anything coming against you that is trying to stop you from reigning as a king in life is a voice. We speak and God moves on our behalf, just like we did with Jesus. See, Jesus reigned with words. If you go back and study the life of Jesus, Jesus got things done with what he said. Now, you might say, well, you know, Jesus, well, that was Jesus, Harold. I can't walk like Jesus. Well, let's go to Philippians chapter two. I'm going to start at verse five. Here's what it says. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Look at there. It's telling us to have the same mind that he had. Now it's going to tell us what kind of mind he had. I'm going to start over. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal or to be one with God, but made of himself of no reputation and taking upon him the form of a servant and becoming like a man. But he humbled himself. Then verse eight says, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and in earth. Now, do you notice here that he's telling us to have the same mind that Jesus had. Us, we are to have this same mind that Jesus had. And when we have his mind, we will reign in life just like he did. Notice it also said, being in the form of God. See, when you receive the gift of righteousness, you were put in the form of God as much as Jesus was when he walked the earth. Now, now that's a bold statement, right? Let's back it up with the word of God. I'm in Ephesians chapter four, verses 23 and 24. Here's what it says. And being renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man, which was created after God in righteousness and true holiness. Do you see what it's saying here? It's saying that we, we were created after God in righteousness and true holiness. When you received the gift of righteousness, you were made in the form of God. The sin nature was taken out of your spirit and it was replaced with righteousness. But until your mind has been renewed, like verse 23 says, to who you really are in your spirit, you won't be able to enforce your authority. Not because you don't have it, but because your spirit and mind are not in agreement. When your spirit and mind are in agreement, that means it's in your heart. And when it's in your heart, you can get things done with your authority in the kingdom. This is why meditation is important. Now, let me give you a negative example of meditation. Some people have meditated so much in pornography that they're burning with lust. They've watched it so much that it's got in their heart and it's now controlling their actions. Well, you can do the same thing in the positive with the word of God. See, you see, poverty was in my heart when I first got into the things of God. And even when I knew that God wanted me to prosper, it didn't happen because it was not in my heart yet. But when I began to meditate in scriptures that had to do with prosperity, like Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 13, Psalms 1 and other scriptures, it got in my heart. And when it got in my heart, I began to call in prosperity with my voice and heaven went to work and brought it into my life. The same thing can happen with moving in your authority as a king. Let's go to Luke chapter 10, 
verses 17 through 20. Here's what it says. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject unto us in your name. I'm going to stop for a minute. Notice it says, then the 70 returned again with joy. They kept coming back. Why? Because their authority worked every time. We have been given the same authority. Verse 18. And Jesus said unto them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give unto you authority to trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the ability of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You see, our names are now written in heaven. And you notice that Jesus said that he saw Satan fall. You understand something. You are at a higher place than Satan. There is no reason at all for you to fear him. You are made in the image of God. He was not. There is no way a fallen angel can move in greater power than what's available to you in Christ. The only way he's able to succeed is through deception. Many people and many believers have yet to come to understand the power that they have. You have the authority to bind the devil in anything he's trying to do in your life. You know, I remember a minister who was having financial problems with his family, and God gave him this revelation. God said to him, it's not me withholding money from your family. It's the devil. God said to him, you have the authority to claim what you need for your family. And when you do claim it, you bind the devil and his demons from stopping the money from coming in. And then you loose the angels to go and cause the money to come into you. He said to the Lord, when the Lord said this to him, he said, Lord, I've never heard anything like this before. I thought the Bible said that the angels were to minister to us. No, the Lord said they are to minister for you. And he gave him these scriptures. I'm in Hebrews chapter one, verse 13 and 14. But to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? We have inherited salvation and the angels are to minister for us. But we have to speak and believe. And when this minister started doing this, all of his financial problems packed up and they left and he saw prosperity happening in his life and family. Now, you're not going to move in this overnight in most cases. Depending on how fast you get this in your heart will determine how fast you'll see results. You know, it's like lifting weights to build your muscles. It takes time and consistency, but you have the authority now, just like you have the muscles now. The muscles may not be developed. They're under the surface. Nobody can see them, but with consistency in the gym, guess what? They come from the surface. They come from underneath to the surface and others will see your muscles. Well, it's the same thing in God's gym. If you go in God's gym, which is getting into the word of God and in prayer, the king you are will rise from your spirit into your heart and all will see you reigning in life. Let's go to Mark chapter 16. Here's what it says. Later, Jesus appeared to the 11 as they sat at the table. And he rebuked their unbelief and their hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, 
but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe, not the preacher, not the prophet. It says that they will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Now notice, what word was Jesus confirming? He was confirming their words. When they spoke in line with his word, heaven went to work to bring it to pass. You know, I remember one time when I was going to Mexico, I've shared it maybe on a previous episode and the Lord on the way there, I was going to play professional baseball there and I was believing God for a job. I didn't have it already, but on the way there, I heard the Lord say to my, in my spirit that he had a job for me on this team. And I went there to try out for the team there. And they looked at me and looked at another player, another friend of mine that came with me. And they told both, both of us that they didn't want us. They told me three times that they didn't want me. And I remember what God said in my spirit, but I had something to do. I went out and I stood in center field and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I claim the center fielder job on this team. Now, devil and every demonic force of darkness, I arrest you. I bind you. I render you powerless over this and ministering spirits. I send you forth to move and minister and cause this job to come in. Long story short, even after them telling me three times the job wasn't mine, I got the job. See, we have a responsibility to use the authority that God has given us. We've been given the authority. Go to Matthew. I'm now going to Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. And when he had called his 12 disciples to them, he gave them power over all unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, here's something that you want to understand. These disciples were delegated this power, even though they had not been born again like we have. So if they were able to move in this power with it just being delegated, righteousness has not really been placed in their spirit like it is in ours. But Jesus had the authority and he delegated to, the, to them. If they can move, then what about us? Listen to verse five. I'm going to drop down to verse five. These 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Sumerians, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopards, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Do you hear that? He said, Freely you have received freely give. You see, the kingdom is supposed to be demonstrated. Signs and wonders are to follow as we speak and preach. We have authority over all the power of darkness. And the powers of darkness have to do with anything that hurts, steals, kills, and destroys is of darkness. God only has good for us. You know, the suffering that we go through is all from darkness. God allows us to go through suffering, but he is not the author of it. And this brings us to the other thing we need to reign, the abundance of grace that he said also would be with the gift of righteousness. 
God gives us grace to go through anything the enemy brings against us. We have the grace to overcome it and to come out on top. His grace will give us the power to overcome anything that the enemy brings. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul was being challenged by Satan in a way that he went to God three times for help. I'm not going to have time to get into this grace to like I want to on this episode. We'll cover it on the next one. But hopefully you understand at this point that you, through the gift of righteousness, you have the authority. You have the power to reign in life as a king. On the next episode, the other component that is uh, pretty powerful. You know, when you understand what God really has made available to you with this gift of righteousness and his grace, and it's an empowerment. It's not just unmerited favor. It is an empowerment. And I'll get into it further on the next episode. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans. And God will begin to show you his purpose for your life. And he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay. We'll see you on the next episode. I was